Yo, yo. Yo. What's going on? Alright. What's going on, y'all? I'm Deuce. I'm Deck. Welcome to episode three of the Deuce and Deck Pod. Alright. And uh what are we gonna get started with? Just go ahead and get these games out of the way. Yeah, there's so much we can speak on, but yeah, we can go. Yeah, we it's a lot. There's a bunch of stuff. So I think we can start off with the NFC championship today. Um, where the 49ers lost to the Rams 17 to 20. Jimmy Garoppolo went 16 completions on 30 attempts, 232 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. Debo Samuel had seven carries for only 26 yards. Elijah Mitchell had 11 carries for 20 yards. Debo Samuel also had four receptions for 72 yards and a touchdown. And George Kittle had two receptions for 27 yards and a touchdown. Meanwhile, on the Rams' side, Matthew Stafford threw the ball 45 times, had 31 completions, 337 yards, and two touchdowns with an interception to go with that. Cam Akers, 13 carries for 48 yards. Cooper Cup, 11 receptions, 142 yards, and two touchdowns. And Odell Beckham with nine receptions for 113. So, San Francisco looked like they had it late in the fourth quarter. Yeah. And they were up by 10. They were up by 10 in the fourth quarter with 10 minutes to go. But as everybody knows, Kyle Shanahan is not good at holding 10-point leads in the fourth quarter against anybody. Not at all. We should talk about how Odell seems to be getting his mojo back. (laughs) Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Odell and Cooper Cup were a problem to deal with. No doubt. You're scary sight. Yo, what's going on, CDS? He says uh, Jimmy didn't put out out how he should have, but defense choked in the end. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I think they had him – uh, at third and twelve, at one point, the 49ers mm. defense had him on third and twelve. At one point, hold on, let me get CBS in here again. And and you know that killed him. The Rams just drove down the field easily, like quite easily. Yeah, they couldn't run the ball quite as well. Because of the 49ers, like, really good D-line. But, you know, the 49ers couldn't get the most efficient part of their offense going either, which is their run game because of the Rams' defensive line. So it was kind of forced Jimmy Garoppolo into a situation where he had to pass, which he didn't do too bad on the game as a whole. But when it came down to clutch time and when it mattered and when he needed to make the play, he couldn't. Yeah, that's just not the type of player Jimmy G is. Jimmy G isn't the, the guy you want in the clutch. I pick Matthew Stafford over Jimmy G any day in the clutch, even though Matthew Stafford still almost choked in the clutch. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree with that statement right there. Jimmy G is just not that guy. But yeah, I feel like Jimmy G is just your average QB. He's not. He's not bad, but he's not. He's not good. Yeah, he's not good. He, yeah, he falls into like that, like very average, like like not yeah. mediocre, but like just like borderline average, like oh, yeah. dead center. Well, he's right there. Like you got terrible. you got good, you got bad, and then you got Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo, honestly, like, so seeing seeing how he played, I would take Mac Jones as, like, if I was the 49ers, I mean, I know that they could never get Mac Jones, but I would take, I would trade Jimmy G for Mac Jones if I could. The thing is, they don't need to. They have Trey Lance. Trey Lance is, is, is still a rookie. They can easily yeah, start true. him if they, Man, like, they chose to. I guess they just wanted to send Jimmy G off the right way. 
Yeah. Yeah. I just feel like if they had, um, I feel like their QB spot and, you know, just their heart is their, their two, like, main issues. And then they have a lot of other issues as well. Just, if they could get those two in order, then they, they probably would have had that game in the bag because, you know, it was a pretty good game. It played good all the way up. Yeah. To the end. But going from a quarterback who hasn't been playing good in the postseason to a quarterback who's played phenom- – two quarterbacks who played phenomenally in the playoffs, we're going to get to this Bengals and Chiefs game where the Bengals win this game 27-24 to to advance to the their first Super Bowl since 1988 where Joe Burrow threw 23 completions – 250 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. Joe Mixon, 21 carries for 88 yards. T. Higgins had six receptions, 103 yards. Jamar Chase also had six receptions for 54 yards and a touchdown. And on to the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes had 26 completions, 275 yards, three touchdowns, and two interceptions, one coming in overtime. Uh, Jerick McKinnon had 12 carries for 65 yards. Travis Kelsey had 10 receptions for 95 yards and a touchdown. And Tyreek Hill had seven receptions for 78 yards and a touchdown. Honestly, this was a pretty good game. And, you know, I thought the Bengals were dead to rights when the Chiefs won that coin toss in overtime. I thought that was it. Chiefs to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I Just like that. Too. But I had my bets on the Bengals from the get-go. So it's either I would have gained my money or I would have lost my money. So I was thinking with the Bengals. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest. It all came down to Andy Reid uh, being greedy in that second. Oh, yes. The play of the game were unfortunately, but fortunately, Eli Apple was the one to make the tackle to save a touchdown before half, which honestly decided the game. So, yeah. so a little sarcastic round of applause for Eli Apple. Heads off to him. Whatever. But um, the interception thrown in OT was a tip ball intended for Tyreek Hill that got into the hands of Von Bell. And then the Bengals drove down the field and kicked the field goal to win an OT. And they will go to the Super Bowl to face the Los Angeles Rams. I feel like the Chiefs could have had it in the bag also because Andy Reid is he's a great coach, but you know, when it comes down to just certain situations, he makes the wrong decision. And they could have had the game in the bag if they had just kicked that field goal instead of um, – it was – I think it was the second half. I'm not – I mean, sec, at the end of the second quarter. Yeah, if they had just uh-huh. kicked that field goal instead of trying to go for it, they could have put uh, put more points up on the board and increased their lead. I'm not exactly sure what the score was at that time either. But if they had just got – you know, if they had got that field goal and one more score, then they would have been okay. Uh, yeah, hold on. Y'all keep the conversation going. I'll be right back. All right, bet. Truth be told, I'm, I'm extremely happy for the Bengals. That's, you know, half of my co- favorite college team players play on the Bengals. So it's like, that's crazy. This is a new experience. It's kind of showing that we're, we're close to a new era of football. Who would have thought we, we'd see the Bengals in the Super yeah. Bowl ever? What's really surprised me is how Bill Burrow has come out with, you know, he's he's a young player. He's not, you know, he hasn't had time in the league yet, but he's come out with so much resolve. Mm-hmm. Like, That's the guy he is. Yeah, they were down. How much were they down, 10? Or was it three scores? I think it was like three scores, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, like, they were down a lot. You know, Joe Burrow came out firing. He hit Jamar Chase for a, a plethora of good passes. Mm-hmm. And I feel like as long as – I'm going to be honest. When they go to the Super Bowl, I don't I don't think that they'll be the, off, the O-line. I don't think that they'll be able to handle the Rams. Oh, more than likely they won't, and that's going to be the yeah. downfall. But I'm just saying you can't let the Bengals get hot because Joe Burrow will get that ball off to whoever he has to get it off to, and they'll go score. The shoes we told, besides when they come down to the Rams' D line, 
I mean, don't get me wrong, they secondary and they linebackers are decent, but are they capable to stop the Bengals when they're hot? That's a great question, and I'm going to be honest, I don't think the Bengals will get hot the whole game. I feel like the, the pass rush will be just way too great because the, the, the O-line played better in the last game, but I, I just don't think that they have any, like, any protection for Joe Burrow compared to the Rams. Yeah. No, I honestly agree because the Titans could do it, so can the Rams. And I think that, you know, you know, Joe Burrow's vision is great. His elusiveness is great. And his, you know, his quick thinking is great. But it, when he's quick thinking on every single play, is he really going to be able to create like he would? I think it's will it be enough. Yeah. And even if he can create, how will how will the Bengals defense stop that? Um, stop that high powered offense. They have they have some weapons back there in the secondary, but. I feel like if, you know, if OBJ or Cooper Cup gets that one step, then that's that's a score for the, the Rams. There's the thing about the Rams. The, the Rams and Titans are nowhere near the same. The Rams are going to go score the ball. The Titans, yeah. on the other hand, this offense, they took a week off because they, they didn't play wild card. So that's really what it was for me with them. They weren't yeah. fully back. Really, it was kind of their first time being back active as a full team. It's like that's why they got beat by the Bengals. But with the Rams, on the other hand, you can't just sit there and go back and forth with them because they're one. They got so many weapons on their offense. Somebody gonna go score. Yeah, and you know Joe Burrow, he has that same dynamic with um, Jamar Chase and um, T Higgins, CJ Uzama, Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon. He got some dogs. He has, you know, he has the guys who can go over the top and, you know, they can go up and get it. But, you know, how many how many times can Joe Burrow have his team go up and get it versus how many times Matt Stafford can have his team go up and get it? And, you know, Stafford has, he has, like, long-time veterans, you know, you know, future legends, um, and, you know, it's looking like they're going to be Hall of Famers. Yeah. True. Regardless, either so, way, I'd be happy for either team if they were to pull it off because it's different. Oh, it's something yeah. we ain't seen in a while, a different Super Bowl. The Bengals, like, people feel to realize that's really crazy. That's, that's like, it's different. It's been it's been almost 40 years. Yeah, and the Rams, I mean, they, I can't remember when. It, they haven't made it to the Super Bowl in a couple of years, like a good amount of years. Since 2018, yeah. I believe. 2018 against the Patriots. Rams Patriots. You sure that wasn't the Falcons? Yeah. No, no. That was, um, Wait. That was, uh, that was, Falcons uh, was 2016. Uh, that's when they had Todd Gurley and John. And Todd Gurley was a yeah. That's when they wore their throwbacks and scored three points. Yeah. This one Super Bowl. 2018. Easy Super Bowl win for Todd Gurley. <laughs> we'll get to that topic. You sure that wasn't the Eagles versus the Patriots? Eagles Patriots was 2017. Am I? No, Eagles versus Patriots would happen in 2018. Yeah, it happened in 2018, but it was in the 2017 oh, uh, season. 2019 Super Bowl. Why do I not remember this? Because it, it was it, it a terrible was a game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't understand how I don't remember it. I, like I, 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 I remember it vividly. I sat there yeah, I was so excited game. for this Super Bowl. I, I, I thought it was going to kick, kick in eventually, but it didn't. I didn't really like this Super Bowl very much. <laughs> yeah, that's that's odd. I don't even understand how I don't remember that. <laughs> I bet you a lot of people don't. Yeah, it was a terrible Super Bowl. I bet that's... all six Ram fans don't even remember. This is a way different Rams team from oh, yeah. <laughs> men to now. Going from Jared Goff to Matthew Stafford. That's yeah. huge. Oh yeah, Matthew Stafford. You got new assets like uh, Odell, at, um, Cam Akers, um, defensive assets. They didn't have Jim Ramsey at the time. They acquired him as time went on. Uh, Von Miller, mm-hmm. 
a lot of players have stepped up. Cooper Cup is one of them, of course. Should we start? Man, just imagine if they had Robert Woods on the Super Bowl. Oh my! So like this team that is still, huge. and Van Jefferson even even right. he's stepping up. Yeah, he's definitely stepping up. He was a little shaky early on because he was dropping a lot of questionable passes. I was like, man, you lucky they don't got Robert Woods right now because you wouldn't be starting. No, but he's he's uh, played up to the moments. Yeah. Okay, before we. Before we get any further into the Super Bowl discussion, I just want to let UCS. I want to let everybody that listens to this now, listens to it later, know that this Sunday for the uh, not this Sunday, but we might do something. It, it, who knows? But next Sunday for the Super Bowl, we will be on Colorcast and not on Spotify Green Room. We will be on Colorcast for the live uh, game commentary for the Super Bowl. So letting everybody know that now. So if you don't already have it downloaded, uh, download ColorCast, and that's what will be next Sunday for the Super Bowl. All right, and now we can get into one of the biggest things of the past three days, Tom Brady's retirement. So this story is pretty weird. So originally on Sunday, Adam Schefter came out and said Tom Brady's going to retire. And everybody's, you know, ESPN Sports Centers, they're making their posts, they're making their things and all that. And then it comes out a couple hours later that Tom Brady actually called the Buccaneers GM and said, you know, that's not true. I haven't, you know made my official decision yet and you know all of that so then people people went back and were like um tom brady might be coming back and he hasn't made his decision and yada 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 all that and so today he officially tom brady officially came out and retired after 22 seasons seven super bowl wins between the New England Patriots, where he had six, and Buccaneers, where he had one this previous season. So this yeah. episode will mainly be centered around the career of Tom Brady and, you know, some of his most memorable moments that he's had as both a Patriot and a Buccaneer. They're just screen GOAT. I don't know what the – I'm not a big Tom Brady fan. As a, as growing up, I hated oh. dude. Like, oh, yeah. like I I, I'm sure we all did. <laughs> I mean, I, it's safe for all of us. As we got older, we started realizing, like, man, this dude's actually a go. Yeah, I think um, when he left to Tampa Bay, that's when he got. That's when he showed more of his personality and didn't, you know, have yeah. that Patriot way still instilled in him. Mm-hmm. And that and that made honestly made him more likable for me. And I think that made him more likable for a lot of people. Truth be told, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I have a vendetta against Tom Brady because I'm a Seahawks fan, and you know, he he kind of messed up the Seahawks on my birthday, so you know, that's a, that's a completely different story. But Super Bowl Forty Eight, I'm I'm wearing, I'm I'm at some, I don't even know whose house I was at, but I was wearing face paint for the Super Bowl because that's like a, a few years after I became a Seattle fan, and I had watched the Super Bowl previous to that. And so, you know, I'm I'm hyped up. I'm ready for, for us to win, you know, second Super Bowl in a row against, you know, knocking off Brady and Manning in back-to-back years. I'm with the face paint, and then everybody knows it. I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to say it because Tom Brady has nothing to do with it. He, had, he has no contribution to that. But that moment will not be named ever. I mean, they did give him too much time. They, they gave him too much time. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. The Tom Brady did a lot with that. Um, what was it like? Two minutes, one minute. Oh yeah, yeah. He did a lot with that little minute, especially coming from the two yard line. A lot of these two balls <laughs> were gave to him. If you ask me, don't get me wrong. He worked. He he worked his ass off for most of them. But like, it's just the fact that the teams couldn't keep a lead or make the smart enough decisions to win the Super Bowl. Versus when y'all didn't run the ball at the goal line, and y'all threw it to Malcolm Butler. That was the dumbest thing that Pete Carroll could have possibly done. 
And that just that broke up Legion of Boom, if you ask me. That's what broke it up. Hold on, hold on. Yeah. Let on. let's get something straight just just one time. And this is the only time this is getting brought up ever. That moment, that specific moment will never be spoke about. That moment will never be spoke of again as long <laughs> as this podcast is alive. I swear it will never come up like specifically again. It will be it will be alluded to. It will not be specifically stated, and that is a promise. <laughs> Yeah, me and Dude's gonna have to jump <laughs> you for that. Look, it's 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 okay. Y'all y'all beat my boy Peyton Manning. Um, I'm gonna be honest though. I didn't see any reason for Tom Brady to retire. He was playing great. I mean, he, yeah. He I, look, this was uh, this was his. I feel like this was his motive was. The more and more he keeps winning, the more and more he stays. Like. Yeah, I mean, but there's been years where Tom Brady wasn't in the Super Bowl. I mean, yeah. And, you know, I feel like if he just if he stayed for another year, the, the Buccaneers had a fair chance at another Super Bowl. You know, that would have put him at eight. And I'm not saying that like he should never retire. The man is 45. Like it's it's time for him to put it down. But like, you know, he 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 was playing great. He uh, he had another chance at another Super Bowl. And, but, you know, everybody has their own lives and we don't know what's going on in Tom, in Tom Brady's whole life. So, yeah, I think it came down to, you know, family at the end of the day, because he did talk about that uh, prior to announcing his retirement. Yeah, but he had a great career and I'm I'm not even going to deny him as GOAT status, even though I want my boy Payton Manning up there. Oh, most Peyton Manning is up there in my eyes, but you know. yeah, in my eyes, Peyton Manning will always be my goat. But if we're being honest, yeah, Tom Brady's the real goat. Tom Brady surpasses him. Yeah. And now that that we've got that over with and done with, we can. I'm on Twitter right now, and we can. If you guys have any ones, we can do those. And so we have um, some people's favorite Tom Brady moments of all time. And if y'all want to get y'all's going, then have at it. You know what my favorite Tom Brady moment is? What is it? When he kissed his coach on the lip. <laughs> See, truth be told, allegedly, I don't necessarily have a favorite Tom Brady. Mine would probably be this past season when when the Buccaneers won Super Bowl. That's a team I currently am a fan of. So. That was a good moment for me, I guess. I got to talk my stuff to okay. my friends. My my favorite time. Brady I had moment. no clue they were going to get that good out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Everybody was just like, oh, you bandwagon. Nah, nah, nah. No, oh, man. I, I came before all that. So it was like, it was crazy. You know what? My other, my other favorite Tom Brady moment is the Super Bowl um, in 2008. Man, he lost seventeen to fourteen to the Giants. Oh. He lost man with his kryptonite. His whole career. Yeah, you know, I hate I hate Tom Brady, but like I, I love Tom. Like I love him as a person after he went to the um the Buccaneers, but I, I still hate him. I hate him so much. <laughs> um one of my favorite Tom Brady moments that involved specifically Tom Brady was um in Super Bowl fifty three, I believe. 52 against the Philadelphia Eagles. They sent Tom out to catch a pass. And and it was the worst catch attempt I've like probably ever I seen. That. He just drops it so miserably and falls to the ground. And and later on, Philadelphia does kind of that exact same plate concept in the uh towards the end zone, and Nick Foles catches it for the touchdown, which is Probably the one of the best plays of the decade. Most dev, I remember that vividly. <laughs> one of my favorite Super Bowls, at least top five for me. Yeah. All right, and now we're gonna scroll yeah. through this Twitter where people are talking about their favorite Tom Brady moments. Uh, somebody said watching the Giants ruin his perfect season. Those 16 and no Patriots. Yes, lost yes. To, what, six seed Giants that year? I think the Giants were six seed and won all their role playoff yes. games. 
I remember I sat I remember being a little kid sitting in my granddad's room um watching that Super Bowl and I just remember seeing Tom Brady just be so like distraught after that and that made me happy. <laughs> and then he lost to him again in 2011. <laughs> it was just like a repetitive thing. Um <laughs> another person said his 28 to 3 comeback against Atlanta in the Super Bowl Definitely a defining moment for Tom Brady. Yeah. Down twenty eight to three in the third quarter. Yeah, so nah, but he is. But a, a real, a real good Tom Brady moment was. Y'all remember the twenty seventeen AFC Championship game? Uh, who was that against? Uh, it was against the Jaguars. Yeah. Oh my. Mm. When when Ron knocked out the game. And he he hit Danny Danny Amendola Amendola that you know that Jag, that really showed his greatness. But honestly, that should have been a, a Jags Eagles Super Bowl. But that's kind of a sidetrack thing. Something for another time. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, someone said uh, last year when he didn't know what down it was against the Bears when they lost that game, mm-hmm. which they got that. A funny picture off of. Let me see if I can find it. Uh, no, okay. it's it's probably not over here. I'm I'm looking through these gifts in the discussion thing, and I don't think it's on here. And do y'all do y'all remember? Um, I don't remember actually watching the game because I was a little young, but I remember watching like replays of it a couple of years ago. Y'all remember in um, 27, I mean, not 2017, 2007, when, um, you know, he was just coming out and knocking out all the grades. You know, uh, the legend slayer. <laughs> yeah. At one point. He threw for six touchdowns. Dolphins. He, um, you know, he beat Peyton Manning. And that was a great game. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And, you know, um, he threw four touchdown passes and one half to Randy Moss, which is just wild. Randy Moss was a, was a monster. Yeah, I don't, it's, it's not fair that they they were on the same team. I, I don't agree with that. I don't think that should be legal. And that's Randy Moss out of his prime. No, that's not even prime Randy Moss. This is just – That was yeah, nowhere near still, prime Randy Moss. And I still so don't think that that should be legal. It was just crazy how like what great they, they were together. What they did, what they did, uh, what the NBA did to Chris Paul when when the Lakers traded for him and said no, that's what they should have did when the Patriots got Randy Moss. Most definitely, that's how a lot of these <laughs> trades to go. I honestly feel for my dude Chris Paul though. That was sad. We're not finna get into that because it's going it might make me shed a tear. <laughs> another another story for another time. Yeah, it's a lot of the Tom Brady moments. I just miss the the good Broncos days. When the Broncos yeah, were good, those Broncos were, were good. Yeah, I just miss those days. Yeah, that was that was a team that was very hard to beat, and they were really fun to watch. Most definitely. And you know, I I missed uh, R.I.P. I miss Demarius Thomas. Like, oh, like watch, watching him, just watching him play, it was just so entertaining. Like, I'm not, I'm not even gonna like go out on like a, a limb here, but like, you know how when you watch Odell, it's it's kind of captivating. I kind of felt the same way about Demarius Thomas, and that may be just me, but like, I just feel like as a player, Demarius Thomas was just kind of like you know he had a he had a swag about him. Yeah, I I don't know. Maybe just be. It may be just me. I y'all may not agree. But he's I, one of my. I can, favorite. I can see. I can see that. Yeah. I, I can see why. He's one of my favorite receivers that played. Who always on that team that I look back at? Hmm. Receiving core. Uh, Patriots team or the Broncos team? The Broncos. You got the Mirrors. Uh-huh. You may. No, I want to say Mangle, but I'm tripping. Um, I know they had didn't they have Von Miller at the time too, right? Yeah. Um I think what they had. I can't even really think. Didn't they have hmm. 
They had um, Eric Decker, I believe. Mm. Oh. They had Wes Walker. I do know that. This was a random team. It was a random team, but it was so perfectly put together. I mean, I feel like if you put any other quarterback with that team, they would never be the same, but they wouldn't have. But Peyton Manning, just his leadership skills and his um, his play style was amazing. Like, I'm not – I don't even remember if – I don't know if I'm correct on this, but is it, Peyton Manning is, like, one of the only players to really go out as far as on plays, right? Um, For his time. For his time, yeah. Now you see a, a lot, lot more. A lot more people do it now. Yeah. You got – Like, yeah. change, would go change the play at the line. Mm-hmm. But I feel like he was, like – Kind of yeah. the person that started. Yeah, when he was, that. once he was with the Colts, he kind of started that yeah. little situation. Yeah, yeah. Man has always been surrounded by decent players, and he made them great. And we got a athlete. I feel like Tom. I feel like the only, well, not the only, but one of the spots that Peyton Manning really has um, Tom Brady beat is his game knowledge. And I'm not saying, like, you know, play knowledge. I'm just saying, like, he can look at a field and tell what a defense is going to do before they do it. Most of Have you ever seen that uh, clip of him versus Ray Lewis and how they were just changing the play back and forth, back and forth? Probably one of my favorite clips of all time because it's like Ray Lewis was just changing his play calling on defense and Peyton Manning would quickly adjust and change his play calling on offense. It was so dope to see. Man, I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking. What if, what if you put, you know, Ray Lewis, um, Lawrence Taylor, Tom Brady, um, Randy Moss? Who else is a good receiver? Oh, are you making the most feared team right now? Because that's what it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just putting like, I mean, if you put all those, you know, put all the greatest players of all time on one team. What team do you think could score the most points against them? Uh, I. This doesn't have much to do with the question, but that team's going seventeen and zero and losing to the seven seed Saints in the Super Bowl. Might be on the okay, some. That's you what t- happens. <laughs> Might be on the some. That's what ends up. Happening. Nah, I want to know. I want to know why. <laughs> no, nah, I'm just taking a jab at the Patriots going sixteen and zero and losing to the mm-hmm. Giants. Well, well, yeah, I, I can understand that, but let, let's be honest. No no team would ever, like, you know. I don't, nobody really beating that team, if you ask me. They win it all. Oh, probably, like, yeah. probably not. They're going to be Super Bowl champs back to back to back. <laughs> it was uh, Probably four times in a row if they wanted right. to. Yeah. Who's some of your favorite all-time players? Um, hmm. I, I have a lot of weird ones. I, I like uh, Brian Bosworth. Not I like that. Of people know who that is? No, nobody know who that is. Well, <laughs> nobody um, in this day and age knows who he is. Uh, he went to Oklahoma, actually. Mm-hmm. And he everybody knew him for the crazy hair and all that. Um, somebody else that I really liked some some strange guys. Hmm. Uh, Mike Davis when he was on Seahawks for that one year in 2018, I believe, was pretty good. Yeah, he Mike had a Davis. couple games where he was pretty good, but he's been really quiet now. Most of uh, those are coming behind um, Cordero Patterson. Yeah. So, you know, I, I kind of, I, I like, I wish Cordell had like more time to showcase what he's capable of now, back then, because he's been in the league for some time now, and I just oh, yeah. hate how he's getting into his mojo so quick because the team is actually now giving him a chance to. Like, I like Cordell a lot. That's a player like this, comparable to Debo. That's the only player you can really compare to Debo, if you ask me, for skill set. Yeah, because they do a lot of the same things. Yep. That receiver, the running back change. You know. Like, uh, uh, they both do the returner. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but that's I saw something on Twitter last night about like asking if there's another receiver that could be better or just as good as Debo at the running back wide receiver kind of thing. And I want to see it. And some names that came up were Kadarius. A name that came up was Kadarius Tony. Mm, I kind of like that. Yeah. Honestly. And another name that came up was DK Metcalf, which could work for his build. It, it could, but him it, coming it out could the back under field, the right circumstance. Yeah, yeah. Like off of a sweep or of like a, you know, uh, reverse or something, but I wouldn't, mm-hmm. I couldn't see like him getting snaps from directly out of the backfield. Yeah, I, but I saw Kadarius Tony. I saw some uh, Jefferson in there. Um, who else? I feel like AJ Brown would be a lot better fit coming out the backfield other than DK. Oh, but. yeah, AJ Brown could could do that. I could see him doing that. Um, who else? Oh, my connection keep going in and out, but it was a nice. Oh, okay. All right. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. All right, man. So, um, who else would be good in that role? Name's not just clicking me right now. Yeah. Let's see. I don't like that Kadiris Tony one. Yeah, I really like that Kadiris Tony one. It was an interesting one. Yeah, it's very interesting because, I mean, Due to him having a few injuries here and there this season, we got to kind of seen flashes of his Florida self. Dude, oh, yeah. really great. We see flashes of the way he can be in the NFL. Mm-hmm. He's just got to calm that temper and stop being such a hothead. Oh, yeah. Which that's what a lot of players got to do once they get adjusted to the league. And, and I feel like he can do it. I feel like he kind of reminds me a lot of prime Tavon Austin almost. Or um, uh, Don, isn't it Dante Hall, the dude that used to play for the Chiefs back in the day? You know what I'm talking about? Dante Hall, Dante Hall, Dante Hall. Um, he was I know fast, man. Oh, let me look him up. Oh, we forgot an obvious one. Uh, Tyreek Hill could be good in oh, that role, yeah. like just straight up out of the backfield. Um. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see some names on here. Yeah, that's uh, exactly. Kadarius Tony reminds me of Dante. Uh, Curtis Samuel. Mm, that'd be interesting. Isn't he over there with the Redskins now? Uh, I believe so. They're I getting know. a new name tomorrow. I believe. Oh, they're they're releasing a new name. Yeah, which was oh, that's dope. Which might have been leaked again. That's dope. Hopefully, they fall through, fall through with it. Um, be the commanders, I believe. So, I believe that's what the name is. That's different. So I'm not really a fan of the football team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I just hate for like two years. Work. That's what it was. This year, they played a lot worse than they did the previous year. Their defense was arguably, like, top three in the league the year before this year. And this year, they didn't show up and live up to their hype at all. It disappointed me because I'm a defensive-oriented person. I love some good defense. Oh, yeah. That was not it. Oh, and some other news that came out today. Uh, Brian Flores is filing a lawsuit against the NFL and the New York Giants for discrimination in the hiring process. Um, so basically what happened is Bill Belichick actually texted Brian Flores on accident, congratulating him for getting the head coaching job for the New York Giants. However, Brian Flores had not interviewed yet, and he was supposed to have an interview this Thursday. But Bill Belichick had texted him accidentally when he was trying to text Brian the ball, the actual coach that they're planning to hire. And he's saying because of his race, 
he didn't get a fair shot at the uh, head coaching spot, and they were just going to have an interview with him to check off the box, which is what the Rooney rule is. So he's filing a lawsuit against the NFL. He might not get a coaching job this year. It's likely that he won't, and he might not get one in a while. Yeah, he might not. Oh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's weird. That's a whole crazy situation. Like, I don't think he, no one would ever win in the argument with, in the battle against the NFL. Yeah. And another thing is, uh, Flores came out and said that people in his higher ups, when he was with the Dolphins in 2019, were willing to pay him $100,000 per loss that he took. And to get a better draft spot so they could draft Joe Burrow. Mm -hmm. But that didn't happen. The Dolphins went on a win streak eventually. And so, you know, his higher ups were upset with him because he won too much that year. (laughs) Yeah, I I can see why he wants to file a lawsuit. And very, very weird. He's also filing a lawsuit against the Denver Broncos. Because allegedly, back when he interviewed for them a couple years back, they showed up. Uh, John, he said John Elway actually showed up drunk mm. to to the um, interview. Oh well. So a lot going on with you know Brian Flores in the NFL right now. We'll see how they resolve that. You know, Brian Flores pulling the things at Washington. I'm about he about to put cases on all of them. <laughs> Are you hearing about these DK conspiracies or whatever about him and his landing spots? Supposedly, because he, I believe he's going to be a free agent this um this season, this off season, if I'm not mistaken. Well, DK, DK Metcalf, going into 2023, he's going to be a free agent. So, uh, how do you feel about that? He was drafted in 2019. Yeah, was he? Yeah, it will be four years. Yeah, um, they'll probably work out an extension more than likely yeah. this if year. he balls out this season or this off season. Which- Maybe. I mean, it's, it's, what it's going to do for y'all is the moves y'all make. Y'all got to make moves in the draft, in the offseason, because this is going to be one of the most stacked off, uh, uh, free agency pools we've seen in a minute. Yeah, Devontae more than likely going into free agency unless the yeah. Packers tag and, like, sign and trade or something. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Aaron Rodgers possibly requesting out. Um. And a lot more going on with the with a lot of teams looking for a new quarterback. Yeah, like the Washington football team, the Saints. The Saints are looking for a new everything. (laughs) And I think they because they still have to start. Yeah, yeah. I think the Saints are just about ready to go in rebuild mode. Especially bad. after Sean Payton resigned. It wouldn't be for the worst. I feel like a lot of teams are going in that rebuild mode. That's why I feel like the NFL is slowly but surely about to, about to see a lot of different teams in the Super Bowl or just like in the playoffs yeah. in general. And this season was actually more of the more competitive seasons. Yeah. Going into games, not knowing who would beat who. And not being like a hundred percent sure that this team was going to beat that team because we've had a lot of upsets this season, like um, the Bengals losing to the Jets, the Jets beating the Titans, the Titans losing to the Texans, the Packers mm-hmm. losing to the Lions, even though they're wrestling players. But still, you know, a lot of these things were surprises that happened. The Vi- the Vikings beat the Packers and then went on to lose to the Lions. <laughs> Yeah, that was the so Lions weird. dominated the Cardinals. The NFL was just this was it was kind of exciting this year. Like I could actually say I preferred watching the NFL game over a college game. 
yeah, NFL was was really competitive this year, and I think I expect more teams than than this year to be competitive this upcoming season. Most definitely. Like, I'm going to just say some of the teams I feel like could potentially be uh, either playoff con- uh, candidate or just, like, better season than they recently had. I honestly feel like a healthy Jacksonville Jaguars team with some of the new assets that required this past year and, like, some of the young players they have. I feel like they're going to be good. Like, t- truly. I feel like they just, they're they missing a few more pieces on defense. Mm-hmm. Which they're going to probably pick up in the draft this year. A few more O line pieces. That's a lot of teams. They just need O lines. So, I mean, hopefully, this free agency is people are building a line. But yeah, I just feel like Jacksonville is going to be one of those good teams. I honestly yeah. want to say Carolina, but it's always that but. Yeah, it's a lot going on over there. Fight the Bears. And, you know, the bay, maybe they made their head coach hire, and he is a former defensive coordinator. And a lot of people were confused by that move, why they didn't get an offensive-minded head coach to help out their young quarterback in Justin Fields. I mean, it's the Bears. If we're talking, the Bears is a defensive-oriented team. When you think of the Bears, you yeah. think defense. So it's like. Yeah, even dating back to that 2010 Super Bowl team or that even that 85 Super Bowl team. Right. They've been they've been all about defense getting it done. Exactly. That's one thing about the Bears. They always gonna make sure their defense is top of the line. Yeah. Which is right now. It's it's not the worst, but it's not the best. But I feel like it's more so leading towards a a pretty decent squad other than bad squad. Mm-hmm. And you know, you never want to say a team is a quarterback away because when you say that, they're not really just a quarterback away. Exactly. But it feels like for a couple teams, like my main example being the the Steelers. Oh, most deaf. I think they're they're like as close as it gets to being a quarterback a away. Quarterback there are two away. teams I believe that are closest to being a quarterback away, and that's the Steelers and the 49ers. Definitely. 49ers show what they could do if like Jimmy G step I I honestly feel like Trey Lance is just the answer. Like I, I want Trey Lance to get his start. Cause like I like mm-hmm. the fact that people are going into it and saying he could potentially be the next Colin Kaepernick. To me, he reminds me a lot of Cam Newton in his early prime. Cause his his size, Trey Lance is a big dude. Like six five, two two thirty almost. And has a cannon of an arm. So it's like and then he can run at you as well. It was like it's crazy. I honestly feel like yep. he's, he's yeah, so that's, that's that. gonna be like that's gonna make the offense more dynamic. You gotta worry about a scrambling QB. You got Debo. Like I honestly, feel they'll they'll eventually get back to that if they start Trey Lance. Then they'll have players like Raheem Mostert coming back off of injury. Like it's right. a lot of stuff that that can happen. We at the Steelers. Feel like that's exactly. Like what they need is a quarterback. Yeah, mm-hmm. and there are a couple more teams that are a bit farther off from being just a quarterback away, but a quarterback would be uh, a step in the right direction. And those teams being the Washington Football Team, most definitely, which is gonna, which are going to get their new name tomorrow, so we can finally start calling them something other than the Redskins and the Football Team. Um, another team would be the Titans. Mm-hmm. And one more team would be hmm, who am I going to go with for this last one? Uh, barring a rebuild, then I would say the Saints. Yeah, yeah, but they can just restart all all over, and it's going to start with Mike yeah, Thomas. That's, that's they got to like they got to uh, decide whether they yeah. want to trade. Michael Thomas hasn't people. played in two seasons. That's what I'm saying. I would. They're probably gonna go. get rid of some money. Era. They're probably gonna let Cameron Jordan walk. They're probably gonna let Jameis Winston walk. They're probably gonna let Kamara get traded away somewhere for some valuable picks and some younger players. Um, yeah. You know, a lot to be reconsidered for this team, considering their head coaching vacancy, their quarterback vacancy, 
and a lot of questions to be answered on both sides of the ball. Yeah, that's one of those teams that just need a hard reset. But yeah, that that team that you just named, the Steelers. I, I I genuinely feel like yeah, once they get a QB, their their offense will be really dynamic because like you got good players like Chase Claypool. And you realize how dynamic he was in in college ball. So it's like he showed flashes of that in his NFL debut or whatnot. I honestly feel like he can get back to that. You got Deontay Johnson. Yeah. You know, uh, Deontay Johnson, uh, Ray Ray McLeod's a really young guy. Yeah. Um, see if they retain Juju because it's saying um, it's going around that he wants to go to a contender. Um, you know, a lot of questions to be answered this offseason for a lot of teams. Yep. It, it's a lot. Um. Beautiful. As you were saying with the uh, football team, um, I feel like a player that they are going to go after in this upcoming draft is Malik Willis, the QB from Liberty. Mm. He's projected to go first round, and he's—I feel like he's a great pick for any team that that has a pretty decent offense, but they're just like they keep you away. Like Taylor Heineke, I like him actually. I just feel like he's not going to get it done. He's he's more so of a backup. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Malik Willis would be a great pickup if you ask me. Um, let's see, let's see what else. What else is there? Not a lot this week. Yeah, it's kind of a quiet week for us. You know, sports world. we'll we'll have a lot more for you know on Sunday when we do Super Bowl. We'll have. You know, just like we did for the national championship pregame. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably not a lot of postgame because it'll be later on. <laughs> right. Uh, but as far as that goes, I think that might be it. If, you know, yeah. you don't have anything else you want to talk about, if there's anything else, if there is no. anybody in the discussion that wants to talk about anything, feel free. But... Uh, me personally, I don't think I have anything else for today. Yeah, that's pretty much it for me. And we'll have a lot more coming from y'all um, this offseason just as well after the Super Bowl. The offseason is going to be crazy. It's yeah. going to be news after news yeah. after news. Probably one of the craziest offseasons yeah. of, of all time, I hope. So, y'all just all I can do is just tell you about it. I can't even just tell you too much. <laughs> All right, so I think that's going to be it for us today. Go go find us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, uh, LinkedIn, TikTok, all of that um, at the Deuce and Dak Podcast. And that's it for us today. We'll catch y'all later. Yo.